things that you're launching, the swivel and all of that. Yo. Yo. How's it going, Ben? Interesting vocal sounds just kick off the show. Um, I can explain, but go ahead. Oh, good. No, first, before you explain anything, I have something important to say, which is happy Diwali, Benjamin. Happy Diwali. Exactly. There you go. Happy Diwali to anybody else who's watching. If you don't, I'm, I'm sure everybody knows what Diwali is. If nothing else, you know that it's a big Indian festival. It's effectively Christmas for Hindus. Uh, and it is today. I just had a quick little prayer meeting with my brother in Bangalore before the show. So nice little small Diwali celebration of our own. I did not know. And how come that you are still here with me today and not celebrating or I don't know, whatever you would normally do. Well, actually, I mean, ordinarily on Diwali, we eat clothes and you eat a lot of sweets and you go and burst some crackers. Going outside right now in Berlin is probably not the best idea. It's been uh, that kind of day, super rainy. And yeah, I think it's rained pretty much all day. But the rest of it I have done virtually with friends and uh, just texting and messaging people and wishing them lots of light on our festival of light. I like it. That's a, that's a, that's a good theme, if I put it that way. Mm -hmm. mm. So why are you? you, Benjamin? What have you been so busy with? We're coming back, both of us together on a show after I feel, was it three weeks? Yeah. Yeah, it feels like forever. Um, like um, for many people out there, uh, November and this time of the year is probably the most busiest because you want to get all your things done before um, at some point Christmas, but many people at the beginning on middle of middle of um, December are starting, let's say, to phase out. So this I always feel like there are tons of events. People have to finish some stuff, have to reach some goals. So everybody's super busy. Um, same, same is true for us. Um, but today was an exception, um, even though uh, uh, I think I could have used the, the time for work, but I just came back from a coffee seminar this is why lots of caffeine is within my body. So <laughs> there is energy <laughs> on the yeah, side of the screen. Exactly. I can feel that. And I'm, my energy is completely the other way. I'm like super low and my, my voice is still not yeah there yet. But hopefully you can carry us. Your caffeine will carry the show through fine. The caffeine might, but the preparation won't because as I confessed before the show, I did not have too much time. I wouldn't say nothing, but it's close to that, to prepare, but still I'll do my best and deliver sports tech news and insights. Um, before we start, um, I always like when you guys jump into our chat. For us, it's over there. You cannot even see it, I guess, but uh, we'll keep an eye on on it and would like to interact sweet um ending the, the the typical nonsense intro and jumping to to the sports tech stuff no i'm just enjoying the men is bringing to the show today there's a lot of buzz there's a lot of buzz let's say this week there's a lot of buzz okay um you are kicking it off right I am indeed. All right, Ben, what we're going to kick it off with is a story about Netflix. Yeah, we're not just going to be watching, we're going to start gaming as well. We've covered this topic of 
quite a bit, uh, I think at least a couple of times about news that Netflix was announcing, that they're getting into the gaming space quite actively. Um, and this announcement has obviously officially arrived. Um, maybe the timing of it is uh, not so curious uh, with other meta, mega announcements that have been made in this week. Uh, but Netflix has come up with their own. One of the games, they've launched five games. Um, some are a bit funnier than others, but they've also included uh, a basketball game. I like the headline from Sport Techie. Netflix dribbles into mobile games. with Funny basketball. guys over there. Do you, have a, do you have pictures or anything? Uh, I don't think I have anything over here. I couldn't find anything on the Netflix website. But yeah, it's the, it's the announcement that Netflix has launched games. Um, they're not yet on iOS, which I found the most interesting part of the announcement. Um, that they have some games linked, linked to Stranger Things. They have games linked to other shows. But it's nothing on iOS yet. So nothing for you, Ben. Not yet, anyway. Too bad, too bad. Just one thing before we continue. Uh, shooting hoops is one of them, right? Yeah, actually, I did see the 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 shooting hoops. The response has not been so great. You can see over here, oh. <laughs> it's got a three rating from uh, what 170 users so far. Eddie was not pleased. Eddie was not happy. No, not not so great. I mean, I think it's a pretty straightforward shooting game. Um, but yeah, so far, not such a great response, but you're going to see a publisher, Netflix Inc. Hmm. So now it's common time or <laughs> did you want to? Yeah, play? I mean, just are you going to be playing? I guess you can't play any of these games because they're not on iOS, but would you play a Netflix game about Stranger Things? I mean, Stranger Things makes sense, right? Because it's connected to like one of their most successful series. But Shooting Hoops, it's just one of many. And I mean, maybe more people will play because it comes from Netflix, they have the power to push it. Um, and yes, it has a sports connect, but I would rather see something that's yeah connected to one of their, let's say, um, sports documentaries. Um, yeah, I don't know, the uh, Last Dance, <laughs> whatever game, or yeah, something that is connected to the offering. And um, yeah, I, I mean, do they just go into it because gaming seems to be relevant? Um, why yeah. the sports angle as well? It, it look it sounds a little bit random. Yeah, exactly. I think when I had Netflix and gaming comes together, it seemed that they would be much more like wider, cool, epic games. This just seems like a little mess around mobile game on your phone, like very much a time pass game is what we would call it in India. Like this is just filler. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so a bit of a damp squib kind of launch, I have to say, especially the response to the game also. But maybe this is just very much the soft launch of what Netflix plans to do, and we'll see what what else comes up. Um, how did you call it? Time time filler. Time pass. This time is a. Uh, yeah, it's a time pass game. It's just literally something to pass the time. In in, in Germany, would say time killer. Time killer, yeah. Also, yeah. Okay. Um, Same thing. And there is the connect to my story. Mm -hmm. and You're gonna wing this one, Ben. Ah, fantastic! fantastic. I like I it. Like it. Somehow I hear myself twice now. Did you change something in your in your audio? No, I okay. I can hear you fine. Yeah. Wonderful. 
Um, this is the headline. Ignore that video. It, it kept playing and playing and annoying me a bit. But the, the big news is, I mean, Peloton always comes up with something. We 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 constantly covering uh, covering them over over the episodes of our show. And this one, I'm I'm gonna wing it. Bless you, my friend. <laughs> you should get some rest. Um, Peloton in, uh, introduces classes on our upcoming Delta flights. Not that I have any. I mean, I'm flying tomorrow, which I'm looking forward to, but unfortunately not with Delta. But if you're flying Delta, and uh, this is part of their um, in-flight entertainment uh, system overhaul, which they didn't do in two years, also connected to, to the pandemic, um, you will get um, content from Peloton. To be precise, it is five stretching and meditation classes custom made or um, produced exclusively for Delta. And of course, you will not have uh, a spinning bike or a treadmill in the plane. You just use that little screen that you have um, included into your seat. And um, as you can see here, the classes range from five to 20 minutes. And the key is what are they supposed to do? So of course, you're not supposed to, I don't know, get in an adrenaline rush on the plane and be super energized. No, it's about helping passengers to relax, stretch or fall asleep. So the things you would typically need, um, especially when on longer flights. Um, and there was one part um, in the article here, uh, which I found interesting, where Jen Cotter, uh, the chief content officer of Peloton said that she's surprised when people don't realize that the brand also offers fitness classes beyond biking and running um, because that's what they're most well known for, but they have other stuff as well. And this, um, I think, is a good way for Peloton um, yeah, to, to reach a certain audience. And interestingly, their subscribers have actually asked for those kind of classes. So there seems to be a good fit, nice partnership, um, increases the brand awareness even more. Um, I, I guess it comes for free. Um, so I would think I would think it's a really nice win-win partnership. What do you think? Yeah, and uh, as you just said, it's clearly part of Peloton's efforts to make it more widely known that they do these kind of classes. Because uh, the article also goes on to say that it was very clearly Peloton who approached Delta. Yes. for this partnership so it's them saying trying to find new ways of letting people know that we have classes beyond bike and treadmill which anybody can do from anywhere literally in the world um it's part of them it's clearly some it's a marketing campaign i mean i should I have to ask you uh, most flights especially long-haul flights come with some sort of meditation. I think I've seen Headspace also in a couple of airlines. Have you ever tried doing any of these stretching exercise things on, in flight? No, and to be honest, I also wanted to mention this. Part, part of me says it, it's hard to imagine. I mean, if you fly economy, which I do 99.99% of the time, I sit literally like this. So if you want to do some scratch, <laughs> stretching, it's like, you know, what, what am I supposed to do without, I don't know, even bothering my, my neighbors or anything like this. So meditation, mindfulness, I can I can see, but any stretching, I mean, yeah, you, you're very, very limited. But um, I think if it would be Peloton, I would probably try because I would be curious just because of the brand. 
Yeah, I think that's what they're going for. So at least to let people know that, yeah, you can go up and stretch and do all sorts of funny things. Is yeah, but then you're not <laughs> yeah, exactly go boom, just <laughs> whack the guy next to you. Um, but anyway, I mean, as we said, it's clearly just a bit of a marketing thing. How much outreach or how much activity it leads to, probably not too much. Um, but the important message is that, hey, Peloton does a lot more and sell bikes. I think that is clearly what they're going for as the core messaging to deliver in different ways. Um, works or not, uh, we shall see, but at least it's it's definitely part of their core branding and messaging that we are not just a bike company. Exactly. Nice. What is next? What's next is that you have to keep an eagle eye on NBA referees, or I should say, a hawk eye that was a bit corny but i'll live with it um yeah so the nba is actually or hawkeye love the picture that's a hawkeye my friend <laughs> yeah those sports you guys are getting funnier and funnier yeah not bad no um in fact interestingly enough uh maybe before we jump into the story i'm i'm sure you've seen the a bit of the rule change that has happened this year about the nba is being much stricter on contact for in the motion of shooting and the person who's been busted most is James Harden who was obviously for all these years incredible at drawing contact in the way how he would hook people's arms in to make it look like the guy was interfering with this shot which there was like in the flight when you do your peloton exercise yeah exactly I think you could probably couple those but yeah there's been a lot of James Harden calls which are not going his way maybe Hawkeye will help with that as well um, but yeah, here's this, the simple um, summary is that Hawkeye is going to get into visual tracking of what is happening on court. Remember that NBA already works with second spectrum on this, but Hawkeye has a very different agenda and that is specifically to help referees. Yeah. So what are they going to help referees on? Um, Hawkeye already, of course, is used as part of officiating on quite a few things. Um, in or out in tennis is where they made their name, the goal line. Um, and in, in the MLB, they've been trialing for this automated strike zones. In basketball, they're going to work in a couple of different areas, if I can find the article. But number one is uh, out, basically out of bounds. So who was the last touch that the ball, uh, who's contacted that the ball made contact with before it went out so that it can give a clear direction of who should hold the ball. The number two was the um, uh, the shot clock. So how many seconds should be on the shot clock exactly, which is something that recalibrates. And oftentimes you find uh, referees discussing it for many seconds. Hopefully this will be reduced. Uh, yeah, out of bounds review. I can play this video. Uh, which you can see basically this is a Hawkeye saying that kind of contested movement of who actually the ball went off. These are things that Hawkeye will help um, the NBA referees on also to reset exactly how many seconds there should be on the Question. clock. Question. Yeah? Is, that, um, only, is it only going to be used oh, nice. yeah, for, for replays or is there some, let's say, automatic signal like in like goal line technology, it's a goal yeah. or not? As of now, this is just replays. I mean, because for go something like goal line, there has to be sensors in that, right? So yeah. they're not talking about any of that right now. It is just, yeah, breaking down the replay into something like this, which is much nice. more 
uh, scientific and easier to track uh, what's happening. Um, yeah, where yeah, it's because wearables are also not committed on uh, NBA courts, so getting those sensors on on board right now are more difficult. Um, but yeah, it's easier with optical tracking. So it was uh, Hawk? It was the out of bounds. It was the shot clock reset. And I think I saw one more, but yeah, these are the main purposes that Hawkeye is going to serve on an NBA court from not so long from now. I like it. I mean, or let me, let me start differently. What I don't like is like in, in all sports, like endless arguments and yeah. people shouting at each other and I don't know, just not playing. <laughs> I want to see net playing time, good games. And yeah, everything that takes the guesswork out and, and also doesn't stop the game for too long. That is helpful. And um, I mean, Hawkeye has been very successful in sports um, and I can, can see it working here as well. Yep, yep, exactly. It's a nice little nice little touch in addition to making it easier for referees, which is a highly underserved market, shall we say. Yes. Then next one. Yeah, on you, Ben. Yeah, here we go. I'm already curious on your opinion on this. Let me just walk you through it. It's not, there's not too much to say about this. Let me start this way. But as you can see here in the headline, Fanatics, the company who's all over the place this year, and the IOC is building an Olympic e-commerce platform for Paris 24 and beyond. It is actually very simple. Um, first of all, what is Paris 24 and beyond? As it says in the article, it's actually three Olympic Games, summer and winter. It's Paris 2024, Milano Cortina in 2026, and Los Angeles in 2028. And I mean, Fanatics is an e-commerce giant. That's what they do best. Uh, uh, they, they're branching out in other areas as well. But basically, all they're going to do is establish an official Olympic shop and integrate marketplaces for those Olympic Games. As simple as that, it's, as far as the article said, correct me if I'm wrong, it wasn't anything else. But the interesting thing, I think, was in the details because um, I'm not sure exactly where uh, it said that, but so far there has been no consistent approach for the Olympic Games. So basically, and, and, and this is up here, um, the official stores have been with the individual organi uh, organizing committees. So if there is the Olympic Games in Paris, there would be a committee there. Then they would shut down the shop after the Olympics. And then they would set up a new one, the next um, city that's hosting the Games, shut it down again. So there was no permanent presence. And of course, that is not great for many reasons. Um, to start with, um, I mean, maybe people want to buy something in between the Games. There are many years in between. So it's, it's almost, yeah, it's a lost revenue opportunity. The other one, almost a very obvious one, um, also a very obvious one. In our times, I guess they lose all the data of their customers if they set up different systems. They don't talk to each other. They cannot serve, let's say I'm a customer, they cannot serve me good enough because every time I'm trying to buy something, I'm a new customer for them. All these kind of things. So I think it's a step that was yeah overdue. Uh, Fanatics is a great partner. And I'm sure Fanatics will also get lots of data out of it themselves which they're then going to use in their big, big ecosystem, which also will have betting and collectibles and whatnot. So great deal for Fanatics, probably. I'm not sure if there were any um, financial terms disclosed, haven't seen anything. 
Um, and I guess also for the IOC because they they can just <laughs> leave it to fanatics probably. Um, yeah, as simple as that. What do you think? Yeah, a pretty straightforward story. And actually, as you said, what was so weird about it was that this hasn't been existing already. Yeah. Um, the fact that the, I mean, it just goes to show how non-modernized the Olympics was and has been for so long that they didn't even have good centralized merchandise stores where people can buy um, merch for old Olympics because I can imagine there would be a lot of interest to buy um, that kind of merch. But at least Fanatics, a company that we have talked a lot about in the recent past who done a lot in the sports tech space for this year in a bunch of different ways outside of e-commerce, which is their main domain, of course, um, in NFTs and sports betting, we hear a lot about them. And good to see that the Olympics tying up with a company like Fanatics. Um, so yeah, now to have a store, which as you said, the biggest, most valuable thing is getting data about um, everybody who's buying. So already I can see that this new form of, or this more digitalized age of the IOC is yielding a lot of benefits. We saw a lot happening with the virtual Olympics uh, in Tokyo. They had some good initiatives there. They announced uh, bringing in games. Um, Alibaba partnership. Yeah, a lot of interesting partnerships the IOC has announced. And this is a good, another step in, a right, in the right direction, I would say, uh, from them. So yeah, long may it continue. Two questions both more on the nonsense side, the, the second one more than the first one. Um, the first one, um, I mean, it's about Olympic branded merchandise. Mm -hmm. Have you ever thought about buying Olympic branded merchandise? Or do you know anyone that has Olympic branded merchandise? Because for me, the answer would be no in both cases. And then I was wondering why that is. Actually, no, my answer is yes. Um, because I have... I have a friend where I have a friend and his dad who made it one of their passions to go and attend Olympics uh, every time I, I think they had for the last four or five. Wow. Um, so he would, every time he would come back, he would always have an, like a nice jacket. I mean, also they would go as press because his dad runs one of the biggest newspapers uh, in India, at least in the south of India. So they would, it was easy for them to get access and stuff. Um, but yeah, he would always have like the Olympic jacket, which would, I would, I, it was so cool because they would, they would always have the five rings it would be the edition of the year and some cool graphics and stuff. So I've seen, I've seen some of that gear, um, and it did look cool. Um, it's like a NASA pullover or something. Yeah, I guess, I guess. I mean, it's, there is some value to it. I mean, each edition of the Olympics has some special moments. I mean, even for you to say, um, Hey, this is an you know, this is from Atlanta, this is from Barcelona, this is from Athens. And I mean, you imagine like which are the sporting moments that you remember from those games, uh, whether it's, I don't know, Phelps or MJ or whoever, um, based on the game. So yeah, I think there is some value. Um, I think the value is, of course, more about the athletes. And that's mm -hmm. the primary value. But I think the games themselves can, and if they do a good job, which by the way, the branding and everything of Paris 24, which I've seen, looks nice. I mean, it looks really cool to have to, to create merchandise with. I think it could, you could have some winners here. Okay, quick second question. If you could choose one sports in which you would go to the Olympics, which one would it be? 
a sport I would love to watch at the Olympics. No, 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 no. You, you being not me participating. It's a very hypothetical question, but uh, yeah. just in case, yeah. would it would it be cricket? Would it be something no, else? No, no. I would. I don't know. I, there's there's a few sports. I mean, track and field has always been the one that I watched the most. But my <laughs> my special affinity. Is for some reason is for is with curling. It's not summer Olympics. It's more winter Olympics. But are you kidding? Are you, are you seriously answering curling now? Curling you're, you're, is, you're, you're joking with me, it's man. The sport, man. It, dude, it's, <laughs> it's it looks so cool. I would, yeah, right. It's so yeah, graceful, right. and you go and drop it like that. Yeah, curling is yeah. the one. Right. All right. Please, please move on to the to the final topic. <laughs> I'm sure you have an answer. We'll come to that in a bit. But let me get to the top story. Maybe we can. Have your... and, and, and NFT knowledge is my Olympic. Um, is your sport for the Olympics? That sounds good. Um, all right. Top story, and there can only be one. Um, yeah, it was announced officially. The Facebook is here with Meta and their Metaverse uh, after their rebrand. Of course, they've quickly followed up with uh, a launch of their platform. And this is the platform, the Facebook Horizon platform, Oculus Horizon. Actually, I'm a bit confused with what to call because, for example, this is still called Facebook Horizon. Yeah, you can see from the tab and how the pages are named. And it says that Facebook. So I don't know where the line is on what is Meta and what is Facebook, but I guess that clarify over time. But yeah, this is the this is the let's say marketplace, um, the marketplace for everything that Facebook is, wants to do in the um, VR gaming. I, th I think there are three uh, areas that they primarily hit. It's for social VR, uh, it's for VR uh, community and fitness, which is the other big one that Facebook has been waiting. Uh, to make an official launch on, but that is their fitness play. We've heard all about Apple and Google and uh, and Amazon and all of their fitness plays, but Mark Zuckerberg has been on record saying this a few times that he wants to be the peloton of VR, where they imagine, and this article actually speaks about it, is that the way peloton uses the bike uh, as the device which locks a customer in to their fitness universe. Zuckerberg imagines the Oculus glasses to be the device that locks you into their VR universe. And once you're in their VR universe, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that you can try. I mean, there's obviously gaming, um, there's obviously a lot of fitness stuff, apps, games, experiences, all of that. Now linked to that, they also acquired a company called Within, yeah, um, which has a product called Supernatural, which has been uh, really famous um, on apparently the Oculus marketplace already. Um, uh, and yeah, they're creators. So that's another acquisition that they recently announced um, to join Meta. Again, this one says to join Meta. It doesn't say to join Facebook. So I don't know. Let, we'll let them figure that one out. But I think it is all primarily aiming at Meta. Um, but this is another acquisition that they have made in the space to enrich and let's say deepen their uh, service offering on this Horizon platform. Ben, when are we going to get some Oculus glasses? Come on. Yeah, man. I mean, it's about time, right? I mean, we almost had one, um, but I was very disappointed with the 
the the rental company that you're working with um mm -hmm. I, i was angry i have to I have to say i'm not going to say the name um but it didn't work out but i think for next year we probably finally need one uh, yeah. just to, to test it now it is time so perfect um i actually use the, the latest oculus quest uh glasses in in madrid uh as one of the videos that we tested oh yeah i've seen that yeah <laughs> exactly see jumping around it was it was also funny to see me lose i mean i was getting i was getting hammered by i mean it's not that you're not used to it right <laughs> i mean yeah but names, I mean, basically <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Usually it's to guys who have not much skill, but Cesar is an exception, you know, so yeah. I'll give him I'll give him that one. Fantastic. Um, but I had an idea. I mean it it I mean Black Friday is coming soon. It's in the middle of Diwali and Christmas, so we can give each other <laughs> a present or maybe maybe one is enough. Yeah. Um Yeah, but I mean um, just a quick one on this um massive shift for a company like Facebook, massive massive Yeah. Um, and also clever because I mean the, the ticker symbol is going to change to MVRS, which basically reads metaverse. So why metaverse is let's say a neutral um, term that can be used by all other metaverses. For example, and there are some some out there like the central land sandbox in the making. So there will be a bunch of metaverses. But with that early move, Facebook managed to like put their flag into that into that um, into that wording basically. The other thing is when you when you watch the The, the video of Zuckerberg uh, introducing um, this this change, he said it's it's about everything that Facebook has been done for for a while now. It's about bringing people together. He repeated that multiple times. Bringing people together. That's what Facebook soon Meta does. And the the fact that they believe that in the not so far future, we as human beings come together not only in the the physical life where Facebook is not too much involved, I would say, but that they wanna they they believe it's gonna be in those virtual worlds in the metaverse that's that's a big boost and yeah i mean they're double, doubling down on it and uh, bringing people together also means doing exercises and this is why we are naturally interested in this topic so i'm excited to see where they're gonna take it just one thing i mean it's it's a centralized platform again lots of the metaverse and web 3.0 and all of that that's or web 3 that's Uh, big terms these days is more about decentralized platforms when no like um, centralized um, company uh, owns it. So I'm interested to see how how this one's gonna gonna play out. Yeah, and also I like I mean all that you said is right. I mean of course how how this shakes out is to be seen. But I think one big thing is also what you can see right here is Facebook, and this is like literally the second headline on the website. Is that Facebook is very consciously saying, "Hey, bring, bring, bring!" Inviting creators. Of course, that's yeah. Maybe that's the element that they're trying to decentralize with, is by bringing in increased creators and all of, from everywhere. But again, that's a lot of marketing. I'm sure uh, this is would be anybody who's doing this would do the same. I mean, it's basically their their app store. Yeah. Yeah. So they they run the show and others help them to make it even bigger and better and, and yeah, it's it, it's a win-win. It can be a win-win, but I think mostly mostly Meta is gonna gonna um, benefit. Yeah, exactly. It's all about who owns the customer, yeah. Yeah. Do do we need to rename anything in our little universe based on this? Do we have to put a meta somewhere? I sincerely would believe not. Uh, as always, we are not just jumping up and down with whatever latest hot fashion trend is going on. We like to play it cool. 
Um, so yeah, none of that will happen. But yeah, it's important to see everything that's happening as it develops. Maybe there will be more questions in the metaverse if we would run the show there because today there was zero guys. What's what's going on there? I think everybody's busy filling their faces with Diwali sweets. <laughs> could be, could be. All right, then that's all we had to say for today, right? That is it, Benjamin, for today's show. Everyone, have a good evening. All right, see you guys soon. Cheers.